street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. New Light, Opening the Door to Belief Revision in Jehovah's Witnesses Tough Nuts to Crack? We practice street epistemology because we consider those locked in religious beliefs to be in need of help. While followers of mainstream faiths can be very closed in their beliefs, we don't necessarily consider them victims, but followers. Those trapped in cults are, however, under constant and intense indoctrination, often from birth, and so we have no hesitation in calling them victims. One organization that has many characteristics of a cult is the Jehovah's Witnesses, also known as the Watchtower Society. While JWs are well known for their door-to-door proselytizing, and more recently, cart-witnessing, the general public knows very little about the inner workings of the Watchtower Society and the level of control it has over its members. The slightest suspicion of a critical word against their organization can automatically trigger an inner defense mechanism that slams the shutters down on the conversation. This can make engaging in street epistemology with Jehovah's Witnesses a daunting task. Even Dr. Peter Bogosian has stated that JWs are the most difficult challenge for producing glimmers of doxastic openness. So how can we penetrate far enough to provoke thought without springing the interlocutor's fight-flight reflex? Addressing the Challenge When engaging in street epistemology with JWs, focus on cordiality and curiosity. In fact, we advise speaking as if completely ignorant of all things related to JW while presenting a childlike curiosity. This approach is strongly recommended by XJW and SE enthusiast Kyle Bouchard. Kyle was indoctrinated into the organization from birth, but managed to deprogram himself in his mid-twenties through a love of science and critical study of the Bible without church supervision. I cannot stress enough the importance of playing the fool. JWs are conditioned to distrust anyone who comes across as intelligent or educated, or anyone who might suggest they re-examine their beliefs. They are required to limit their interactions with non-members as much as possible, and while witnessing, only interact with a worldly person, anyone not in the organization, if they deem there's a chance that they can be recruited. Let's suppose one of us spots a JW cart on the street. With the same curiosity that prompts me to ask for a magazine, I open a conversation aiming for 15 to 20 minutes maximum. I say that I'm not strongly committed to any particular set of beliefs, but am interested in finding out how others have done so. I introduce myself and establish where they are on the 0 to 100 scale, invariably 100. I mention how believers in different faith traditions are also strongly convinced by their particular scriptures and gods. When pressed on this point, the interlocutor may respond that we don't judge the beliefs of others. I may reply, I'm not suggesting that you should judge. I just wondered how you may account for such different convictions. What convinced you to become a witness? Hopefully, their answer contains a reference to living by the true principles of the Bible or that they believe the witness, watchtower, interpretation of the scripture is the true one. The light gets brighter.
Now I focus on separating their adherence to Watchtower teachings about Scripture from Scripture itself. These start out inexorably bound in the interlocutor's mind, but the doctrine of the new light can help untangle them. Watchtower uses the terms new light, or light getting brighter, to justify revisions or changes to official dogma, and most importantly, failed prophecies, of which there have been many. I prompt the interlocutor to open up regarding new light by asking if any new information came to light regarding a particular teaching, and that teaching was revised, would you be prepared to accept the revision or would you stick to the original teaching? I may get an obfuscation, a yes or no, or it depends on the teaching. If yes, I reply, that's great. Wouldn't it be more accurate to move a little further down the confidence scale in order to accommodate further revisions? I find this is a difficult point to get across, but press the idea that one can't hold absolute certainty in the current teachings if those teachings are subject to revision. The specific goal here is to get them to move off 100% certainty in the current teachings. If no, I reply, so you wouldn't accept the revision even if the vast majority of your fellow witnesses went along with it. Wouldn't that mean you were distancing yourself from witness teachings? Or, do you feel the people who formulate the teachings have a reliable way of interpreting scripture? If it depends on the teaching, I may take the chance and pinpoint an example of Watchtower policy, based not explicitly stated in scripture, such as refusing blood transfusions or military service. I go with blood transfusions as it's a sensitive subject and it makes JW stand out from other Christian groups and Watchtower has been quietly revising its stance on transfusions, perhaps with a view to scrapping the prohibition altogether. Is it you guys who don't have blood transfusions? Yes, it is forbidden in scripture. Is that the witness teaching? Yes. If there was new light shed on that scripture, and the teaching was changed so that it was now okay for witnesses to receive blood transfusions, would you be prepared to accept that? Barring obfuscation or refusal to answer, the reply should be yes or no. Yes. Wouldn't that suggest the current teaching on blood transfusions is wrong? Or no. So you'd regard that revision as a false teaching? I'm encouraging the interlocutor to consider the reliability of the process used by those at the top of the organization in dictating what can and can't be believed. I've had more success imparting doubt about the human component of revealing the truth than in questioning the Bible itself. Many accounts by ex-witnesses say they began to doubt because of teachings they couldn't reconcile with their own reason or personal understanding of the scripture. I'm likely to hear in response that the exclusively male humans comprising the governing body are directed by the Holy Spirit, which can lead to a tangle, but I counter with the outsider test for faith. There are so many people who claim the Holy Spirit guides them in beliefs that differ from yours. Can't the guidance of the Spirit be interpreted in different ways? Summary I hope we have provided some direction for engaging JWs. Our goal is to provoke reflection on strongly held beliefs to plant a seed of doubt. With JWs, we consider it a success if the interlocutor moves down from 100% confidence in the truth of current witness teaching after accepting the contradiction between being absolutely certain while claiming to be open to accepting revisions. 
Remember to maintain the cordiality and curiosity all the way through. Also, to play the fool and use generic language about religious beliefs, avoiding JW terminology such as watchtower, governing body, kingdom hall, pioneer, publisher, elder, etc. Be aware of how discomforted the interlocutor is in deciding how far you can go in pressing the new light intervention strategy. As you develop experience, you can become more adept at delivering a seed of doubt before the lockdown reflex can kick in. For recorded excerpts and transcripts of David Hancock's Interventions with Jehovah's Witnesses, please see the links provided. To learn about JW beliefs and how they have changed over the decades, go to jwfacts.com. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos. 